Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. This episode is brought by our friends, Dragon Energy, Canada's new energy drink. And you can check them out on Instagram at Dragon Energy Canada and on Facebook. And my guest today is Pasha Ibrahimi. And I said this before we came on. Thank you for launching my career, really. <laughs> right, like... Drown the Lovers took just this obscure immigrant that moved to Canada and said he wanted to make film uh, to be someone that, you know, is being commissioned by the Arts Gallery of Nova Scotia to make a film about Walter Ostrom. So, thank you. <laughs> again, again, you, no need to thank me. That's overly generous of you. I, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, it, it was my pleasure to be a part of it. No, so, so what happened was... Um, I moved to Canada. I was like, I always want to make a film. And then I did something and it was okay. And someone led me to AFCOOP. And AFCOOP has a Film 5 program, right. which is really respected here. So, but in the process, I remember watching Luke's film, Lord of Chaos. And I saw you. And look, the film is really, really personal. And, you know, just like, just a brief thing is about a soldier that is ha going through PTSD, yes. essentially. And like, there's this monster. Uh, and, you know, basically, he's a medic, right? That's correct. He's a medic. And then he goes to buy meat. But like, you know, while he's buying the meat, he's like back at the war, um, war front. And then he's with his friends. And everyone is talking, but he's not there. And like you, you played this character. Actually, let's talk about that character. Like, how did you get sure. to that place? Like, well, have you been in the army before? Or? Uh, actually, I do have a, a military background. Years ago, um, I went uh, out of high school. I did one year of university and decided it wasn't for me, and uh, decided to join the military. Um, I didn't go into the Canadian military. I, I wanted to uh, go to an as extreme as possible military organization as I could. So, Which was what? Uh, I made the decision then between uh, the United States Marine Corps because I had family in the States and I was, um, I was under the age of 18, I believe it is, uh, where you can still, if you have family, um, you can apply. Uh, and uh, it was either that, United States Marine Corps, or uh, the French Foreign Legion. <laughs> that's um, crazy that's the crazy people's <laughs> one that's a like go and do whatever in the fucking desert one right i i uh i, I i'm not i'm not uh, discounting my <laughs> mental stability when i was uh when i was 18 um i'm sure we've all done crazy things when we were that age and that happened to me mine wait so, you went to the french legion yes yes you went to the <laughs> fascia what the hell <laughs> I thought I mentioned that to you. Uh, no! No? no. Right. Yes, I, I was in the French Foreign Legion. For that is crazy! Yeah. That is crazy! Like, the train, like, you know, because I like reading obscure things out. It's, yeah, their training is insane. It is. It, it absolutely is. And uh, it's all about weeding out um, undesirables in, w in what they term as undesirables. Uh, and uh, thankfully, uh, you have to go through the training phase first oh. before you sign your five-year contract because <laughs> then they own your ass and that's that's it holy shit it's so, five years five years yeah god damn it yeah wow 
so you're like okay i'm just gonna why did he decide to go like you're like i'm not jumping in five feet i'm going 30 feet <laughs> why go big or go home man. well <laughs> so so like did you apply any of the experience when you're playing this character uh absolutely i mean it's it, i've uh i've talked to mark devoe who uh who was the creature effects uh designer on the film and who was actually a military medic, uh, a Canadian military medic in real life and served in Afghanistan. Um, so it was very important to me uh, for it to be as authentic as possible mm. and to serve uh, every individual who has, uh, who has gone through that and um, make certain that, you know, that, that they felt that they, what they saw on screen uh, rang true. Mm. Um, when we when we uh, screened it at the Atlantic Film Festival, Mark had some of his uh, former comrades, uh, men that he had served with, uh, and women, if I'm not mistaken, um, come in and and watch it. And uh, the the best part of that was the fact that afterwards they came up to me and you know said their piece and uh, shook my hand, and I, it felt very gratifying to know that they were happy with. What they saw on screen perhaps happy isn't yeah yeah well, isn't the proper choice of yeah, words, yeah, but, yeah yeah exactly because yeah, yeah. it was a really really tough character so i remember watching that and i was like i need that person in anything i'm doing uh, and then <laughs> i was lucky it's true i was lucky enough to have um look as my first lady and it was like so i you know you get to have all these meetings and i'm meeting luke and right. luke it's like uh, you know, so do you have any actors in mind? I was like, well, you know, go big or go home. <laughs> so I said, you know, remember that your film is like, yeah, that guy. So you know that guy's like, oh, man, he's in Vancouver now. You know, he's, I like you've done lots of stuff. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get this guy? So Lucas, like, you know what? Just send him an email. He, I'll give you his email. Just send him a message. You see what he says. I was like, whatever okay so i'm like listen you don't know me i've not really done anything uh but you know i have this film and it's like really personal to me and you know it talks about mental health but not really like because my thing is i don't want to slam your head with what i'm talking about right like so right. i said you know i'm using a sci-fi veneer to talk about mental health and medication and like you know there might be other ways of taking care of this and this is my film and this is my script and and you know I know you're in Vancouver, and because you were working on something at that period, um, I was. I'm trying to trying to. Yeah, it was it like was a TV show, or something. Yeah, I'm not sure which one it was. I, I, thankfully, Vancouver uh, has been good to me professionally. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's uh, I've gotten to work on a lot of different shows. Yeah, and, yeah. It was it was yeah. a TV show, but I can't remember the name now. So I know you're working on this thing, but like you know, just check it out. I, I, it wasn't long after I get it. Reports like, "Oh man, I love the script. Uh, here's my number. Let's talk." Huh? I was like, "Okay, what am I gonna say?" <laughs> I don't like. I I took. I think it took three or four days before I made that call. I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna say?" Anyway, I called. <laughs> and you're like, "So yourself, really? Just like I like the script and like, are you gonna direct?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I wrote it. You know, we talked about it." I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." I was like, by the way, you know, like, there's no fucking money. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like film five. They give you like small, tiny money, but like all right. the money is going. I was like, you know what? 
I have, I think you had just this sh- little short window. I said, yes. if you can get me to Halifax, I'll do it. I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> so, you know, we had to like look at our budget and like Monica, my wife, right. she's producing. And we had to look and okay, we can cut this. But we had to add some money. And then we were like, we got the ticket. Sent and you came. And you came two days before we shot. I was like, oh, what are we going to do? And like, you know, I cast everyone. I was like, I just need to meet, you know, because you had to play opposite Amy Treffrey, who's like yes. a fucking terrific actor. Oh, actor. So she's, she's been getting better ever since I worked, first worked with her. So, right? She's yeah. like amazing. So, yeah. and I was like, okay, so we have kind of two days before we shoot. I was like, cool. First rehearsal was at my house. And you know what? And one thing I've learned is like, I always like, I'm always kind of try to be in a room where I'm like the dumbest person because I want to learn from everybody. So when I'm there, I'm like, okay, this person is great at this and this person is great at this. And so I'm just going to soak everything. And you're like, okay. But when you talked about this character, it's like, holy shit, are you living in my head? Because you saw who this guy was. You understood what he was dealing with, right? And like, you know, Drown the Lovers is about this guy. He's like the leader of this, you know, and the thing is, it was also great. There's no really good or bad. Everyone mm-hmm. has things they're doing. I was like, he's doing his job. He really believes in his job. He killed his sister. And now he's having emotions. And you had to play this. And you're, ah. Anyway, I was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I remember you know, like, we're, we're reading. You and Trevor were reading. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, can we shoot this? <laughs> I was like, can we shoot this? I'm like, I mean, and then when you, you know, and then you had that uniform on and it's like, like what I saw in my head. And I remember on the day of the shoot, the buttons were actually missing. <laughs> the buttons, That's right. They yeah, were the missing. Yeah. missing. So we yeah. had to pause. And then you I said that first that. line. I remember, like, the opening shot is just your face. And I was like, I made a fucking classic. Like, I just knew it. Like, I I just knew, okay, you're a filmmaker now. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's, how- one of the, that's one of the longest thank yous I've ever had. So, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> no, but really, like, you know, you read our script. Okay, actually, just walk me through your process. You get your script. How do you become that person? Because, like, you were this guy. It's, it's, um, I mean, thank you for that first, first and foremost. Uh, and it, it, to, to go back to what you were saying earlier before I answer your question, um, it, it really makes a difference, uh, when you work with people who are genuinely interested in telling the story that they want to tell, um, whether, regardless of what that story is, but there's a passion behind it. Mm. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I, I love doing in, in acting is trying to uh, create that, like for you, um, what you saw when you when you wrote those words and, and uh, you know, convey that across the screen and to the audience. Um, but it becomes so much easier when you have passionate writer, passionate director, uh, passionate cast, like it's, uh, to her credit, Amy, it's, it's, it's easy. Like you said, like we, we were just talking and that's exactly exactly what it is. It's it's very simple. It's you know you it's easy to go there when you have someone who is uh, supporting you uh, as much as she does as an actor um, when you play opposite her. Mm. Um, 
So for me, as far as a process goes, um, reading the script <laughs> is first and foremost yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. the most important part. Um, and then once you once you grasp the full story, uh, and I think we had a couple of discussions about it um, in regards to the character's mindset, his background, his where he comes from before the story starts, mm -hmm. uh, all of that. Uh, just to create a more full uh, human being. Um, regardless of whether you see any of that or any of that comes across, I, I need to know that mm -hmm. uh, for myself personally going mm -hmm. in. So I'm not just a, uh, you know, two-dimensional, one-dimensional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and aside from that, know your lines, show up on the day and, you know, don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and, and then I was like, by the way, we are shooting at night and like back to back nights. Right. And we had, uh, you know, we had storms both nights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did. <sighs> Snowstorms, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, I, I, oh, man. And the first day I was just throwing you and pouring me in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Which I probably shouldn't say, but I I love that. So, like, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, like I kept tossing you guys in the water, and we used like maybe fifteen seconds of this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, it was really important. We had to do that, um, and you know, kind of shooting it out of sequence. Right. You always had to turn it off and turn it on. And you did it every time consistently. Uh, thank you. It's true. Like, you know, because we actually shot the dead scene first. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. we went right from there to you actually confronting your protege. Right. Right. And, right. you know, those are two different, you know, states of mind for this character. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's something that um, in, in the recent film that I did, uh, what we just finished wrapping uh, last week, uh, you know, we we did the entire shoot by location, so we shot out of one location on the next one. Obviously, the scenes aren't all in order mm. in a single location, so it's yeah, it's it's a it's definitely something that comes up in film a lot, and uh, you know you have to you have to trust your director uh, so that they, especially if it's an emotional arc, um, that they know it as well as as well as you do. And they will correct you if you're if you're going too far, like that for that particular point in the story. Mm. He's not there yet. And uh, to her credit, Juanita Peters, who was um, our director on this last film that I did, Eight Three Seven Rebirth, um, she did a fantastic job. We we had that I had that conversation with her on the first day because I was uh, I was nervous about it. I was mm. nervous about you know it's it is easy for me. Um, thankfully, uh, <laughs> to go zero to 60 yeah. emotionally. Um, so I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that right off the get go or, you know, be in one scene that's earlier in the film, having that kind of, you know, mm -hmm. degradation that should come Way. later. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I asked her to be, please, please, please be aware of that. And, uh, and just, you know, Slap me on the hand. <laughs> hey, Pasha, you're doing a shit job. Get it together. <laughs> Let's rewind a bit all the yeah. way back to when did you decide you were going to be an actor? Oh, professionally? Mm. Uh, honestly, it didn't... Professionally, I always loved acting. Like, uh, growing up um, back in the old country, uh, before 
we we had to emigrate. Uh, Which country was this? This was uh, it was Iran before mm. it became the Islamic Republic. Mm -hmm. uh, we were on the wrong side of you know the revolution. We believed in women's rights and freedom of religion, all that crazy you know right wing stuff. Um, <laughs> so so we got. Uh, we got blacklisted. My, mm. uh, I remember my my uh, father's side of the family entirely blacklisted, um, and uh, so it, it meant we had to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents made that decision for me. Um, How was it for you? You know, finding out you had to leave. I'm guessing you love Iran. I, I, well, I mean, it was all I knew at that point. So mm -hmm. it was my family was still there. My mother's side of the family was there. My my grandfather, who was. Um, paralyzed on the left side of his body. It's not like he could go anywhere. He was a former professor of mathematics. He just had a horrible accident um, and uh, was paralyzed. And that's that's how I knew him. Mm -hmm. But he and I were very close, like uh, uh, as a kid, you know, he was, I looked up to him. He was a very loving man. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was difficult. It, it didn't make any sense to me. You know, it was our home. And these these people were saying that, you know, your neighbors, can't be here that person can't be here um women are no longer uh have the same rights as men do um so it and i, I was i was raised by a lot of strong women mm. my mother her twin sister her younger sister my grandmother was the one who always uh would take care of me and she was the one who was taking care of my grandfather who was paralyzed so it it made no sense to me mm. at a very young age it it was wrong <laughs> to, um, I, and I never mince words. And if I offend somebody, uh, that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, as I'm offended by people on a regular basis <laughs> myself. So, um, but that being said, yeah, uh, yeah it, it was very difficult, and uh, it 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 wasn't an easy transition, and it wasn't something like we didn't just get up and leave. Mm. We had to leave the country illegally because we weren't allowed to leave. Um, and we ended up in Istanbul for two years before we were trying to apply for a, a green card to get into the States my, where my f father's father had gone. Mm -hmm. And um, thankfully, uh, to the credit of the Canadian government and the immigration process, the Canadian government uh, intervened after two years in Istanbul after we had an incident with uh, the Turkish police mm. um, because we were there illegally. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they, they intervened and uh, slowly started the process of, you know, getting us into the country as mm -hmm. legal immigrants, um, which, you know, I'm thankful for to this day. Did you move straight to Halifax? No, we, uh, we went to, we were taken to Ottawa and we were given the choice, uh, we being, again, my parents, mm -hmm. I, I didn't really have too much <laughs> input uh, at that point, despite my, uh, my protestation protestations yeah. um but uh no we were given the choice between toronto and halifax mm -hmm. and in hindsight for my career it might have been better if i was in toronto <laughs> but but my mother loved the ocean um, yeah she was always like even back uh in tehran uh you know it's always been a part of her uh part of her life so she chose halifax mm. and uh we came here and, I, and and again it's it's a wonderful place i love halifax halifax will always be home mm -hmm. for me yeah so like did you know 
you came to Halifax, did you decide I'm gonna go study film now? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was a it's, uh, wow. Yeah, I guess I I'm, I'm not making giving you short answers. Am I? <laughs> um, no, I love long answers. <laughs> All right, I love long answers. Um, no, uh, again, like I I loved film, and going back to what I was saying, it was. Um, my old man used to get, uh, it was all illegal. Anything anything Western was propaganda. Mm -hmm. So he would get, you know, uh, bootleg tapes for music, bootleg <laughs> films. and uh, Yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he was an all right guy. He, used to, he also used to make uh, wine and beer. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah he was, <laughs> he, he knew how to get around things. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so he kind of infused that um, mystery and, and that uh, uh, interest in me at a very young age about film and creative mm. arts and how important they were, you know, mm -hmm. music, film, uh, literature, um, and how censorship is just uh, awful, and mm -hmm. wrong, um, because you don't learn, you don't, uh, 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 you know, uh, expose yourself to ideas that you may never come across. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that whenever, like, you know, demagogues get, you know, into position of power, they just shut down the arts. Exactly. Like, it's kind of, like, like, they know how powerful the arts are. The arts are very powerful. Mm -hmm. they, they go hand in hand with um, every other aspect of human culture. Like, mm. it's, you know, the, you can't have, like... People tout it's uh, the sciences or, you know, history, the arts. Um, it, they all go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Once you start picking which ones are, it, it becomes very, again, one-dimensional. Yeah. If you want a full-bodied renaissance understanding of what it is to be a human being, then, you know, expose yourself to that. Yeah. Pick up a book every now and again. Right. Uh, watch a film. Listen to music. Go play some sports. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you had this experience and exposure, but right. it's one thing to watch it, it's one thing to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, I, I loved playing around. Like, I loved to play acting growing up like most kids do. Um, I didn't really think of it as a career until first year university, the second time around after I came back from the military. Uh, yeah, yeah, fucking French Legion, Pasha, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, uh, I, I ended up taking an overload of courses in my first year at university, and um, uh, acting was one of them. Mm. And uh, some people in the class said I should audition for the acting program. I was like, sure, why not? And uh, I did, and I got in. So that kind of... <laughs> It just kind of went with the flow. Mm -hmm. and, and to be perfectly honest, like I, I really, really do enjoy it. And I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it until I started doing it more and more. Mm. And, you know, you get in front of an audience, a uh, theater audience, is, it's a completely different beast than film um, because it's live and they're right there in the room with you. Uh, and the energy changes every night. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, that's when I started thinking about, hey, maybe I could do this and get paid to do it mm. um and other people thought so too so, <laughs> thankfully <laughs> so, so yeah. like did you get a what was it theater first before film uh, like after you got out of school um i was actually i started working uh while i was in school 
Uh, oh, I was, I was fortunate that way, uh, despite my pro <laughs> professor's protestations. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a, uh, and 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 and, and to, to their credit, I, I was a horror show to to deal with when I was in how? university. Oh, just you know how it is. Again, when I was eighteen, I joined the French Foreign Legion. I come back. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, like I'm I, badass. I know everything. <laughs> Everything there is to know. <laughs> uh, just, just an idiot. Like, <laughs> it was just you know being contrary for the sake of being contrary. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and thankfully I I grew out of that. And I how how did that happen? Like, was there something that particularly happened to make you, I guess, grow out of that, or was just time? Um, it, it was time. It was you know it, you you deal with a lot. Um, like growing up in war when I did when I was a kid and, and this is not an excuse, but it's just, you know, you, you, it affects you mentally and, uh, and spiritually and, um, and then living the life of an immigrant, dealing with racism, all, all of that stuff. It kind of, uh, it, it, uh, molds your psyche. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was always very defensive and I had a, Bit of a temper problem when I was younger. Oh. So uh, was that like because you felt you always had to prove something? Or absolutely, absolutely. It's it's one of the reasons that you know I uh, linguistics is is what I fell into, and I love doing different dialects. It's like you know it, it got to the point. Where, again, this is something I used to say when I was younger. It was because um, people put it, couldn't pronounce my name properly. It's Pasha, and uh, they used to say Pasha. Passion. Uh, and and I, I again would get defensive and I'd be like, listen, if I learn to speak your entire language, mm. you can learn to pronounce my One name. One would, yeah. All right, let's try it again. Like, <laughs> and again, it was a bit of a dick move. But, um, <laughs> but it is true, though. But yeah. It is true. Um, I mean, okay, fair enough. But, but like, okay, so. Was it like film you were doing while you were in school, or I was doing a, a voiceover was the first thing that I, uh, I mean, <laughs> the voice, man, <laughs> like come on, thanks. <laughs> I okay, that. yeah, that completely makes sense. Like yeah. you can't argue with that. <laughs> I remember this, this is a good story actually. I, I remember doing like I ended up getting my actor credits because I did the voiceover thing. I, I forget what it was for. It was like um, uh, some some telus. Or, or something campaign. I'm not sure if we can actually say that on the show. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, afterwards, I remember going in for an audition and the, the copy read, uh, want a Pasha type voice. <laughs> I was like, but, oh, no. but I'm Pasha. <laughs> and I didn't get that. I didn't get that role. <laughs> what the I, fuck? No, I didn't get it. I guess they didn't want. Somebody did it better than I did. That was very humbling. I was like, huh. So even if they want me, it doesn't mean that I'll get the job. All right. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, that's a good story. Holy shit. Yeah, that's super humbling, though. Because, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, if anything, if this business is anything, it, it's very humbling mm. um, because, you know, every, like, I think it was Mark Ruffalo uh, 
said this years ago and it always stuck with me. He was like, when he was first starting out, when he was in LA, uh, out of a hundred auditions, he would get one. Fuck. Right? And that's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, the guy's right. Puno, right? Right, 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 right. So, right. Like, regardless of what you think of him as an actor, I personally like him. He's but great. Uh, yeah. But he's doing all right. Mm. Um, and it's just, and think of that. That's like that type of mm. um, capacity for acting. He's only getting one out of a hundred. Mm. You know. So, so I mean, okay, well, you did a voiceover thing. And then when was the first screen thing? First screen thing. Uh, oh, oh, that was, um, was it? A, yeah, no, it was, uh, <laughs> I, I did it uh, for a show, which was basically is Canada's uh, answer to Sex in the City. It was called uh, G-Spot. Oh. Uh, and, you know, no, no, I, 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 <laughs> that comes much later in my career. <laughs> I, I played a very mild character. I played, uh, I played a film director oh. that the lead actress, actor, um, uh, got, uh, got to be in, in the show. I, I was oh. a sci-fi film director. Gotcha. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um. It was uh, it was interesting, and I and I got to work with uh, a good buddy of mine from theater school, oh. who's um, who's passed away. Uh, so I'd like to take a second to uh, give a shout out to Matt Amiot, uh, wherever you are, miss you. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type of guy who says it a lot, but uh, love you, buddy. Like wherever you are. Yeah, you know that is the thing about you, actually. And um, you know, I'm gonna say to you, like, you play all these emotional characters, but you yourself, you're like flat. You, you're like <laughs> flat. You're like, you know, like is that kind of like a wall? Like this, you're holding so much, so you just like block it out, and then you take parts of you to play these characters you play. Um, I mean, I've never really thought of it that way. Um. It's it's a combination of things. Like I, I mentioned that I used to have a temper problem, mm -hmm. so um, I guess I, I I like to be controlled, is uh, is how I would term it. Mm. Um, so it's it's you know, it, and I've done years of martial arts and meditation and things like that mm. that, that have really helped. And um, that's kind of it, it kind of where I'm coming from. But I mean, get a couple of drinks with me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking of dialect, um, <clears throat> I remember, you know, so after we did Drown the Lovers, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go through your catalog. I watched the game. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah, that was a crazy one. How did that one happen? Talk about the game. Oh, that was that was actually great. I remember working um, with all those guys, uh, Andrea and uh, everyone, that and Glenn. Um it uh, we, we it was very similar actually to to drown because he just kind of gave me the script and he was like, "So I'm thinking of you as one of these guys." Um, I was like, "Yeah, okay, this is like and and I love weird like mm -hmm. supernatural sci-fi like elements and and it was so empowering for 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 Andrea's character. It was like and I love that the the, the little yeah, yeah the twist. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's uh, no, it was it was great, and um, she was such a trooper because she was in that cold water for. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Like, how many days did you shoot that? I, you know, I, I might be mistaken. I think that's when I first met Mark. Uh, 
DeVoe, who's, uh, yeah, who I mentioned to you earlier, who uh, was Lord of Chaos, and he was the uh, inspiration for the character. Mm. Um, but uh, I think that was two or three days. It was yeah. over a weekend. It was crazy. Yeah. Did the character you play have that accent in the script, or you just came up with it? No, I just came up with it. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of, it kind of made sense. We had fake teeth. Too. Yeah, 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 that was crazy. Yeah, that was the other thing. <laughs> just like Appalachian kind of hillbilly style uh, yeah. fiends. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was insane. I really enjoyed watching that one. And then I thought, okay, now this one, but you're a cowboy in this one. Right, uh, that was another one I did yeah, with Luke. Yeah. yeah, the one with Luke. I can't remember the title now, um, but that Carter was a, Phyllis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I remember the title. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said that. But yeah, that was a crazy one too. Um, you know, you play all these characters that are so alive and so multi-layered, right? Um, do you, I mean, I guess people see you want to like, oh, he could do that, you know, Pasha type voice. But like when you get our scripts, um, what, what parts of you do you access to tap into these roles? It's, it, it, honestly, it's just a, it's just not, you can't put too much forethought into it. It's uh it's more emotional, mm. uh, less logic, more emotion, um, and it's the the logic comes from again going back to what i said earlier learning your lines yeah know what you're saying like it's it's as simple as that mm. for for good acting i think i think overthinking it is when you get really hammy you know and i and i hope i haven't done that no <laughs> but <laughs> over <laughs> over the years um I mean, I know I'm not seeing you. It is, me. Well, it is very subjective. It, it, you know, but, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just a matter of you know. It, sure, there there are instances where you you need to understand a more complex character, and maybe you're not familiar with them. You you haven't personally gone through those things that the character has gone through, and uh, in that case, of course, uh, a little bit of research mm -hmm. to uh, to make it authentic again with um, with issues of PTSD, for example. Uh, you know, you don't just show up on the day and be like, well, this is what I think it's going to be like. Mm. Um, you know, out of respect for, for the people who have actually gone through it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, it, and, and it's, it's one of those things where it, each role is unique. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, it's cliche to say, but it is. Um, sure, day player roles, you know, you can... Learn your lines. It's like, hey, I have these files for you. Now the plot can progress. Okay, I have to go. And that's it. That's all you're doing. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no forefoot required. I'm just wow, he landed on his mark. He said his lies. I'm just Great. Pay the man. Get him out of here. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But like, um, do you have to love this character as you play? Um, no, not necessarily. It, it, I mean, you you love to play, sure, you love to play bad guys, you love to play despicable characters mm -hmm. because they're interesting to play or you make them interesting. Um, but no, I mean, there, there are characters that I, like, I wouldn't go out and uh, have a drink with them or anything like that if they were a real mm -hmm. living, breathing person. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you, you, you love, uh, the art. 
you love acting, whether or it's it's that part of it that you love. It's becoming another person and getting that response from an audience. I asked the wrong question. Do you empathize with the character or do you try to understand where it's coming from? Absolutely. Mm. You have to, in my opinion. You have to. Otherwise, um, again, it becomes a very flat performance. Yeah. If you're playing a bad guy as a bad guy, then mm. it's not interesting. Because that's what stood out for me, how you're playing this guy in Drown the Lovers. I'm like... It's like you you understood why he did everything he was doing. And it wasn't like wrong. It's just what he had to do. In with with that in particular, it's um with his character, I remember like he 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 does he basically executes. He does execute his sister. Uh and it it's not an easy decision for him. Uh, at the point where he is still taking uh, the drug, which is suppressing his emotions, mm -hmm. because it's his flesh and blood, it's his family. But for him, it's a matter of protecting the colony. It's the life of you know the few to protect the many. Mm -hmm. That that sort of um, and and again, I'm not saying that's right, but that's where he's justifying it to himself. Mm -hmm. And the justification starts to fade as his uh, dependency on the drug does, and he's faced with the emotion of murdering his own sister mm -hmm. and watching it over and over again and looking into her eyes as she's drowning. Um, yeah, and that, you know, regardless, he, he's, not a, he's not a sociopath. He's mm -hmm. not, he's not um, a psychotic, uh, so it starts to fracture him and everything that he's done um and he says that i th i believe you wrote that he says that to his wife uh you know after what i've done i don't deserve necessarily to get a second chance mm -hmm. to get that redemption yeah no that film whoo i can still feel it it was great it was great working <laughs> on it and Glad um and you know what like honestly i know i said this long thing at the beginning but Drown the Love has now led to a stage play, safe, now led to a podcast. And now, you know, I'm thinking of like making an animated series, maybe even like a TV show. So, hell, that guy's going to come back. So, because like how we are writing it, we are going way back. Right. Way, way back before even all that stuff. So, it's fun. But <clears throat> one thing again that, you know, stands out, it's like, you always do this thing where whenever you shop, you give everybody a gift. Why? <laughs> like, it's I don't like, think you know, I always do always, that. Always. <laughs> like, even if it's fucking chocolate, right? Like, every time. Uh, I remember, because, like, the very first of the shoot, <laughs> Drown the Lovers, there's, like, 60 people. I'm right. like, you were just giving everyone, like, those chocolates. And, like, what is... Who is this? <laughs> Why? And, like, today, you were giving everybody gifts, too. It's like... It's, it's, it's that... It's uh, okay. Well, I mean, I I think well, I am not I don't do anything that I do alone. It's it's a group effort. Um when I'm up on the screen, there is depending on the production, innumerable amount of people that are behind the scenes making me look good. Mm -hmm. Um making me sound good, uh making sure I don't fuck up. Mm -hmm. Um and without them, I wouldn't be where I am. So again, it's it's an acknowledgement 
for me personally to be able to thank the people that that uh, that do that for me. Mm. Um, and again, that we, we create together and nobody does it on their own, mm-hmm. despite there are a lot of people that think they do. <laughs> you know, I got here on my own. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody helped you along yeah. the way, regardless of how little they did, whether it was even a phrase, you know, just like you, you get to where you are because uh, we work together. Mm-hmm. And that's something that um, I think is, is a message, is a lesson, you know, not to get preachy, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, that we got to remind ourselves of. It's we we succeed, we succeed together. Mm. Um, we don't do it on our own. Yeah. So reminds me of something my grandma always says: like we're all here to take care of each other. But on the other hand, you find it difficult receiving anything, any fucking thing. <laughs> I remember, like, so John the Love has happened. We won all those awards, played at all these festivals, right. um, and then you had to fly back to Vancouver because yes. you were shooting this show. And then, like, I think you came to Halifax for just a quick visit to see your parents and stuff. Yes. I was like, I'm in the city. I'm like, let's go. Like, let's do something. I'm like, okay. I'm like, let's go to dinner. And then you get there. And then you want to pay the check. I'm like, the fuck is... <laughs> like, what is wrong with this person? You find it difficult receiving, but you're always giving stuff. Well, that's very sweet of you to say. I, I thank you for thinking of me that way. Um I, it's also a cultural thing. I mean, like we, we uh, in Persian culture, we have this thing, and, and if any Persians actually hear this, they'll they'll know. It's called tarof. Uh, so it's it's kind of ridiculous, or it can be, mm-hmm. depending on if you get like really people who are embedded in the culture, because it's like you offer something once, and it's always in Persian culture. If if you're from that old school way of thinking, it's always polite to say no the first time, regardless of how much you want it. <laughs> <laughs> you say no. You always say no? <laughs> yeah. If you're starving and somebody offers you food, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> it's considered polite. And then, and then, and then it's on, the impetus is on the host. Uh, no, no, no. I, uh, are you sure? Oh. <laughs> and then the second time you can say yes. Okay. But if they're really crazy, they say no the second time. What? And then you offer a third and final time. <laughs> if they say no the third time, then we're done. Then, then, <laughs> we're oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, now this leads me to, and this is something really personal, um, because, so, you know, you're back in Vancouver. Right. We had the dinner, it was great. And, you know, you go back to work. Um, and then something came up on Facebook, and it was a GoFundMe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we don't have to talk about it. No, no, that's Yeah, fine. you know, it's... so it was a GoFundMe and, like, you had cancer. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, like, kind of evoking or comparing, but it's kind of like what happened with the Black Panther guy because w- you were actually going through it while we're making Drown the Lovers and you're making me throw you water over and over again. And, like, I, I'm, like, you you never brought it up because this is, it, you had cancer while we're shooting down the lovers mm. and and yeah. and like when i re- read that i was you know it, it was pasha come on uh you know what and, and and i'm not saying this to win points with anyone like honestly like you brought up chadwick boseman and that guy man what a what a what a loss. Like, he was dealing with this thing for years and years and it was during this really, really hectic... No comparison. That man is like... he, like I, 
very much look up yeah. to him. Like, and he's dearly missed. I'm yeah, oh, sure definitely. by his family, obviously. Definitely. But even with somebody, you know, who never knew him, only through his work, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a, it's a terrible loss. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I mean, it could have been you, really, you know? It's, um, I mean, life tends to do what it does, and how we react to it is really all we can do. Um, it, it makes us who we are. So, uh, I didn't really have any choice in the matter, you know? It's sometimes you get thrown a curveball and you uh, deal with it the best that you can, what your, what your abilities are at that given point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really tried to keep it private. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I'm a working actor, so it's, uh, it's, you know, I didn't have a, I had savings to fall back on, and mm-hmm. I did. And, um, and they, the cancer started kicking my ass a little bit uh i did one surgery and uh we thought we had it but it had spread already mm-hmm. so um i had to go into aggressive chemotherapy mm. and i remember uh this is funny um and this is a, a, a shout out to dr Kolmansberger, who is a fantastic oncologist uh hopefully you never meet him <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> but he is he is great and uh he uh <laughs> He, I remember him telling me, I, I was having my consultation with him, I remember him telling me that, uh, it's like, you're, you're a young, fit guy, um, and uh, he's like, so we're going to give you the highest possible dosage <laughs> that we can w- w- without basically killing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, great, great, that's... <laughs> and, yeah, so that was fun. Um yeah, uh, again, if anybody's thinking of trying it out, I don't recommend it. Mm. Um, stay away from it. It's uh, not great. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, the, the chemotherapy really kicked my ass. Uh, I lost all my hair. I lost my beard. Um, I've always been a hairy dude, so that was... I look like Mr. Clean. Uh, <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> Uh, no, no word of a lie. Uh, oh, you need didn't to have the eyebrows. <laughs> didn't, didn't have the eyebrows either. It was all gone. Um, and uh, now that my hair's come back, it's come back straight. It used to be curly. <laughs> really weird, Israel. Really weird. Um, and, you know, but I, I mean, given the alternative, mm. hey, I'll take, I'll take the straight hair mm-hmm, and I'll mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Uh, and uh, I know. Like whoever's dealing with it right now out there, if you are listening, um, you have nothing but uh, my empathy, and I, I wish I wish you the best, and I wish there was something that I could do. Um, it's and I and I, you know, I've been I have a friend who is in cancer research, and like I, I speak to him, he's at um, he's in California, he's uh, in the forefront of. Uh, of his field and I kind of, you know, reach out to him and, um, like anything I can do, like what, who should I, like if I donate, who should I donate to things like that? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, there are a lot of people working on it, but mm. unfortunately, you know, in the meantime, those of us that get it, mm-hmm. um, have to deal with it 
the best we can with the best of our abilities and, you know, with the support structure that we have. Mm. Um, yeah, and the support structure, yeah, I mean, you know, I was talking about Let's Go For Me came up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it came up and, like, you know, they had a set amount, but it doubled in, like, a day. <laughs> and I guess that's just testament to who you are as a person, right? You know, because I'm not saying, again, competition or whatever, but, like, everyone that has done something with you, like, put in, everyone that has been even in, like, proximity of, like, not even working directly, mm. but... You know, and and we, you know, it was it was happy to kind of go on that page, and it was like, oh, you're in remission, and that it was great news. You know, it, it's um, like it's I, I, it's a testament to uh, the people that that came out of the woodwork to to help me out, and I didn't get a chance to thank all of them, so um, I'll take this opportunity to say thank you for donating whatever you could at the time. It really helped me out, and. Really took the stress, the financial stress of uh, of of that time away when I was already dealing with the chemo and and everything else, and you know, trying to trying to be strong for for my family and mm -hmm. and my partner. Um, yeah, so thank you, sincerely. Um, if you ever need anything, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what I do. Is this is is it Taruf? Is that what it's called? Taruf, yeah. Taruf, yeah. That was pretty good, actually. Taruf, <laughs> was that what happened with the GoFundMe? Because, like, it took forever. Like, you know, you know, I later found out that it took forever for you to say yes to the GoFundMe, which was really essential. Yes, uh, I. Well, no, it wasn't Taruf. It yeah. was. Okay. I, it did take me forever to say yes to it, um, because, as much as I said, we, you know we don't do anything alone mm -hmm. i i didn't want anyone else to be saddled with my burden mm. um and I, I i've always been the type of person i'd like to think i've always been the type of person who was like it's the last possible minute it's like if i can do this then i'll do it mm. and um my my friends uh and my partner kind of wore me down um and told me i was being an idiot mm -hmm. uh and I, I thank them, um, Megan, Mike, Danny, um, and uh, and oddly enough, uh, an actor who I just met, who uh, who came out of the woodwork and and kind of campaigned on his Instagram and all of that. Luke Baines, he's uh, he's a wonderful young actor. He's in California. He's going to be on the second season of the Mandalorian. Nice. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't been on any of the episodes that have aired. In case you look for him, mm. uh, but upcoming episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he and I worked on Shadow Hunters and he was Shadow just, Hunters. That's yeah. a show you were in <laughs> Vancouver. That was that was actually filming out of Toronto. That's why oh. I was. That's why that's why I got. Uh, oh a little bit yes, lost you went there, to Toronto, yeah. but you had to go yeah. to Vancouver to see your partner before you could come to Halifax. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shadow Hunters. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, thanks, what is thanks to Luke as well. Uh, Luke's a w wonderful actor, and he's a, he's um, uh, you know a pretty solid human being. He's mm. he uh, he works for humanitarian causes as well. Um, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't I, I can't say which specific ones at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know, if he listens to this as well, thank you, Luke. Uh, you're a great guy, and I uh, love you, buddy. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, so that was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but but really thank you for showing up for drown the lovers uh you know even oh, while you were dealing 
Yeah. No, I was just going to say one, one other person I should thank off the get-go for that is uh, Tom Fitzgerald, who's a local um, uh, director here, mm. and uh, he he kind of got the ball rolling on on the whole campaign. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I, I, at that point, I was still very hesitant. And uh, I'm, I'm, as I'm sure he's told me more than once, he told me I was being an idiot. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't you do Jesus, like the religious thing, right? Like that was the, you showed the religious thing for him, like the oh yes, yeah, you yeah, were a priest. My, were with, you priest? with my good friend Mike McLeod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, um, no, forgive me. Forgive uh, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Mike. Uh, Mike did a fucking fantastic job with that series. And, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about your T-shirt. <clears throat> yes. Um, I'm actually wearing a Africville T-shirt, uh, which Juanita uh, was kind enough to uh, gift to me um, after we worked together on 837. And uh, it's something that's very obviously near and dear to, to her heart mm -hmm. and her family history and, and the culture that is prevalent here. Um, and, I, and I'm honored to be, uh, uh, to be wearing it and uh, to actually be able to endorse it um w she's working on a campaign basically um i have this little book here uh it's called in the africville kitchen oh. uh, which if you're looking for a cookbook any last minute christmas gift ideas um all proceeds from the sales of the cookbook go towards the africville scholarship fund oh yeah so wow. it's yeah all proceeds none of it is uh is diluted Mm -hmm. Um, and it goes towards, uh, people who are uh, descendants of Africville and, uh, who are going into post-secondary education, whether it's college, university, uh, it goes towards helping them, um, you know, pay their tuition fees. That which, is awesome. As we all know. That is awesome. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Yeah. Um, what can you share about rebirth? Um, <sighs> I, I see I'm I'm a guy who hates spoilers <laughs> so I, 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 I really yeah I, I thank you for agreeing with me I, uh, I, I can't stand people who are just like and then oh. the thing at the end oh that came out of nowhere I didn't see that coming it's like well now now I'll know it's coming <laughs> thank you for that so much um <laughs> It's like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a statute of limitations. Right? If, you, if you still haven't seen The Godfather, like, depending on how old you are. I yeah, mean, if you're yeah. a 10-year-old, yeah, uh, give, yeah, it, a, give yeah. it a couple of years there. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, there's a statute of limitations. But it, it, with Rebirth, it's, it's, um, it's a very human story. Uh, we and a project that we really wanted to uh, showcase. Um, and, and I don't think we make a huge deal of it because it's everyday Canadian living. There are different people from different cultures um, uh, within the characters. Uh, Juanita is the director, um, which is fantastic because not only are you getting uh, her perspective behind the camera um, and her touch uh, unique to, you know, who she is as a person mm -hmm. and as a filmmaker. Um, but then in front of the camera, you're uh, dealing with uh, characters who are, uh, like myself, of a varied background. Um, and it's not essential to the story. It's just it's who they are. Mm 
Mm. You know, there's no big deal that so-and-so is from a different culture and this character is from another culture. It's just they happen to be who they are mm. and they are within this very much what we have, the Canadian landscape. Um, as far as the plot goes, it's uh, it revolves around an event which happens uh, very early on in the film um, and is centered around uh, three people's lives who are touched by this event mm. irrevocably. irrevocably. Oh my God, irrevocably. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Almost runs that word. But um, yeah, and uh, they, their, uh, their trajectories in life change because mm. of it. And uh, years later, um, they cross paths again. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what, what made you decide to play this one? This is actually something that I've been involved with in one capacity or another since its inception. Oh. Uh, Joe LeClaire uh, is one of the writers, uh, Hank White and Juanita um, as well, worked uh, as, a, as a writer on, on the script at various points. Mm. Um, Joe uh, was the original uh, concept and, and, and did the original writing on it. Uh, so he, uh, he was kind enough to think of me uh, for, for the role when he created it. Oh. And it's gone through various different stages and, and iterations, but Joe was always uh, was like, well, I, I want you to play this character. Mm. And I remember, you know, uh, at taking a look at the first draft years ago, almost, I don't know how long it's been now, over five years, mm -hmm. um, and thinking, yeah, you know, that's, that's a very interesting character, very mm. interesting story. As an actor, though, um, especially when you get behind the scene, you know, there's this, there are kind of two sides where this is the script, come audition, it's ready to go versus you're there at the inception and, you know, you're almost like kind of above, uh, above the line where you kind of see this thing build. How do you keep that patience? Because you have to be patient, right? People think a film happens yesterday, but it's like, oh, man, this thing happened like... <sighs> How do you how do you build especially, up? Especially especially when you care about mm. the project, it's it's one thing if it's like you know we have this project. It's like oh yeah, I I'd, I'd love to do it, and then you don't have access to the script. You're mm. not talking to the writer. Uh, it's you know it's in the back. It's mm -hmm. like okay yeah, that might be a potential project that I'm going to work on. But when uh, when you do have access to the script and you are talking to the writer, you are talking to the directors, and you know you're going through basically what they're going through, mm. which is, we really want to get this made, we're having trouble with funding, we're having trouble with this, COVID happens, you know, it's, um, it, it is very frustrating and it's disheartening because um, I remember when we, we were originally going to shoot this in March. Uh, and COVID started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, had done, I had done a lot of work and I was, you know, it was the night before we no were way. supposed to start our first day of God filming. damn it. And uh, I got a call from uh, Doug Pettigrew, our producer. And uh, he, you know, he, he did the heavy kind of mm -hmm. sigh. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, I think you know why I'm calling. Mm. And was like, yeah. It's and it's you. You have all that nervous, uh, nervous energy building up. You're like, I gotta, you know, get up at 
five in the morning, get on set, and it's like, and it's a big role mm-hmm. and emotional, and all of a sudden it's gone, mm-hmm. and all that energy is just there's no place to put it. Um, I know it sounds weird to people who who are not actors, and you know it's like a little woody. but uh it it is a thing um and uh yeah it was it was it was devastating because uh like i said the role is important to me and i and i hope that comes across in the performance and Mm -hmm. i hope that um this character also deals with uh, a form of ptsd and he he has trauma in his life Mm um and it's also uh you know, an issue of mental health. Um, I don't know what that says about me that I seem to play a lot of these characters. <laughs> well, you went to the French Legion, Pasha. <laughs> you went to the French Legion. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna let you leave this down. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, who decides to do this? <laughs> you, eighteen-year-old me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so Reba has been wrapped, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, last uh, Sunday, actually. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Um. So, but before talking about the wrap, let's talk about the shooting. How was it like shooting a film during COVID? It's it's different. Uh, I mean, I was, <laughs> I, and we, um, John and I were discussing this while I was in the waiting room before we started. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I feel very fortunate, first and foremost, to be able to be working mm. in my chosen profession during this time. Not everyone is is as fortunate, and uh, I'm gonna touch my head again. It's a weird Persian thing. It's knock wood, you know, touch wood, um, mm-hmm. but you touch your head. Um, it's it, it, again, first and foremost, I feel very fortunate. So it's been it's been good that way. Um, it is different being on a film set. Uh, everyone is very safety conscious. Mm-hmm. Everything is very different. Uh, things take longer um, because you have to be uh, safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't just for the people on the set. It's for the families that all these people have that they go home to. Mm. Um, and it's one of those things. It's like, you know, film culture has, uh, uh, especially when it comes to actors, it, it has a a reputation of you know uh, these people party a lot and all, all this stuff it's like yeah yeah when we're not working 14 16 hour days yeah mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. yeah yeah um there are a lot of hard workers in in this profession and that's a credit to them um but you know that's the thing it's like you don't want to take that like you don't want to risk going uh, out and being frivolous and then take that to a set where, you know, we we had a um, a child actor as well, oh. um, so it's you know you have to be very uh, safety conscious, mm-hmm. um, and it's been different. It's been different. We we got tested um, when I was in productions in Vancouver. Like, do they jab your nose in that? Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> um, say you're on a it's a big, big studio production. Mm-hmm. The big studio productions have very fancy tests. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just, we're just going to go in there. It's still very apologetic about it. <laughs> but it's just basically like you're, somebody's just taking a Q-tip at the bottom of your nostril. It's, uh, then you go to um, 
productions that are less fortunate with uh, how much funding that they received. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're just going to stab your brain. <laughs> <laughs> you may lose some of the lines you've already learned, so after we stab your brain, go home, review your script uh, before you show up on set. Because I might scrape some of that off of there. Um <laughs> I remember the first time I got one of those tests, I actually had to physically restrain myself. So I, I really wanted to punch the person. And I'm like, no, they're doing their job. They're not trying to kill you. <laughs> because that's what it kind of felt like. It was like I mean, and, and it depends on the healthcare professional that you get. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like that person was a little sadistic. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. What, did you have to have tests every day, or? Um, it was uh, for. It depends on a, it. It's different for each production because oh, there's no okay. set. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there was a production in Vancouver that had three tests a week. Holy shit! Whether whether you were on set or not, mm. you come in for your test. God damn. Um, you're still getting paid for that time. Right, right. So, sure. Like, again, it's like, okay, put a Q-tip in my nose. Thank you. <laughs> and then you're like... Yeah. But again, it's for safety reasons. Um, mm -hmm. uh, with with uh, uh, 837, we were doing tests twice okay. a week. Um, okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, oh was, my it, God. Yeah, it was a two-week production, so it was not like... Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, <clears throat> you know... 837 is done. Um, I mean, but then obviously there's a lot of post production obviously, work yeah. to, to go. Uh, do you have anything lined up uh, you're working on, or is it just break for a while? Well, it's, I, I actually turned down a role back in Vancouver because I had to be back there on the 14th oh. um, for it. And uh, I, I kind of talked to the agent and I was like, well, you know, is it. I have a guaranteed number of days um, that I'm going to be filming. Mm -hmm. Is it is it is it worthwhile? Because my mother's birthday is on the fifteenth. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and then obviously it's the holidays. Mm -hmm. and family's here. My parents are here, and they're older. Um, it's like, and then I'd be back in Vancouver. And then she she came back with they're only guaranteeing one day. Oh. So it it was it's one of those things where it's like I hate saying no to work. Mm. I I. It, it makes me feel sick mm. <laughs> when personally. Mm. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's just like, well, I want to be here for my mom's birthday and mm -hmm. I want to be here for my family. Yeah. And especially given the, you know, the climate. With really COVID everything, everything. Really, yeah. really. Yeah. Family is super important. Yeah. Um, but I do have uh, things on the burner. It's mm. just nothing I can actually say anything about because I'm, uh, industry you term. one of those things. No, no, not even that. It's oh. it's industry term. I've been pinned for things, which means basically, uh, you know, yeah, you know what it means. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, so it's it's nothing. It's not real. So until it becomes real. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. But like when you're pinned, it's like kind of eighty percent though. Yeah, unless unless it goes to some <laughs> higher up producer and they're like, uh, this guy, you know, he looks like some asshole who who once cheated me at cards. I lost a role once because of that. Oh my god, producers are dicks. 
That's true. Wait, wait. Weren't you the producer? <laughs> no, no, I directed. I directed it. Like, like I'm lucky. Cause wait, so you're calling my, Monica? Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, I'm lucky that I get, I get, I get my wife to produce stuff. Like, oh, that's a good, also, good relationship. Exactly. Have, yeah. I also understand that. Like, it's a, it's a role that comes with a lot of headaches, right? Because absolutely. Like, you know, everyone sees a director as like, oh man, that guy's cool, but. He's cool because of everything the producer has done, right? But then, every, like, you know, ever so often, like, you meet a producer that is just a fucking dick. Yeah, it's, it's it, like, but it's the same thing with actors. I mean, you know, I, that's, I joke about how I like crew more than I like actors. <laughs> in general, you know, they're <laughs> decent, hardworking human beings. Um, <laughs> all my actor friends are cursing me out right now. <laughs> Um, but uh no it's it it, again it goes back to what i was saying it's a team effort Mm. so it 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 becomes an issue when we all have specific roles yeah Yeah. i don't go over and tell the lighting guy how to do his job yeah you know i just like you don't do that that guy that was like you don't cross my line batman batman told that guy you can't cross like do you did you hear this uh yes christian bell christian bell yeah (laughs) Yeah, well, like, just like you know, if you're in a deep, I, too, too. I'm not saying what he did was okay. Maybe it was a little much. But if you know you're in a scene and it's a deeply emotional scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and filming, they can't use that shot because mm. there, there's a a shadow comes over his face. It's yeah. Like, and it's in the middle of a take. Yeah. And it's yeah. upsetting. It's yeah. upsetting when you're. Uh, and some some actors, you know, they need to work up to get that emotional. Right, 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 right. right? And then you kind of um, learn as a crew, you kind of look away when they're fucking doing their thing. Yeah. It's like you know, it's simple. I understood where it came from, but it was really funny to listen to. Yeah, I mean, listen to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's and again, I'm I you you and I have worked together. I'm a, I'm a pretty chill guy. Like, yeah. Accident. <laughs> accidents happen on set. right 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 like i've done stupid stuff it's like you know drop something during a take and it's like <gasps> that was really loud yeah. where it was like a pencil on the ground but still it's yeah. it feels like mm. you know mm. when it's a silent mm. room mm. um yeah it's, it's it accidents happen and yeah. it's just uh you know laugh it off mm. it's like you know unless it was like a million dollar shot oh boy then uh <laughs> Then maybe maybe we can't laugh that off. Maybe maybe we're fired. <laughs> oh man, Pasha, I'm having such a good time. Oh good man. Uh, so am I. Thank you. Thank uh, you again for having so, me. So um now, you know, rebirth is done. You know, it's just time spending with the family. Are you like gonna jump back to vancouver like right after the holidays or um more than likely uh right now things aside from that one show that uh that is still filming Mm. um things are somewhat slow in vancouver generally when the the holidays happen the film industry slows down anyway Mm -hmm. uh right now everything's kind of in a weird place with covid and you know production's kind of trying to get things done Mm. within a timely fashion a lot of stateside productions are coming up to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, there's talk of uh, uh, Netflix opening a studio in Vancouver. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So. Um, Holy shit! Netflix has like money, man. Like, like they just throw money at 
anything. <laughs> like, throw money my way, man. I have pretty decent ideas. Like, they, like I, I go through Netflix and I'm like, how are they greenlighting these shows, man? It's like, we're just going to bombard well, you. Well, it's, and, I, and I agree with you. But, but at the same time, it's really nice to see uh, a company just being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking we'll yeah, do it. What's your idea? <laughs> Talking cans. <laughs> Okay, sure. Three episodes. It's, it's three episodes. Like that true money. But every once in a while, they have a really, really, they have really good shows. So I gotta say, um, they have some nice shows. But man, some of those shows, man. And now they're doing movies too. I like, um, yeah. like they're just giving Ryan Reynolds money to make whatever. I mean, Ryan Reynolds wants. is a wonderful human being. He's amazing. He's... Uh, did you know this um, initiative he did just like where he's kind of hiring all these interns in Canada to yeah. like come work on whatever film he's working on? Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I auditioned for that. Oh. I, he didn't hire me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I don't, you know, I, I'm not like... You, you can't quite place where I'm from. And depending on, like, what's right, going on right, with the facial right, hair right, and stuff right, like that. Right, 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 I think, right. I think, uh, it's like, why is this white dude <laughs> kind of trying to take advantage of this? I'm trying to give roles out to, yeah, to you know, yeah, people who yeah. are, like... But, like, your name visual, is pretty, like... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, like, I mean, your name is not white at all. No. Unless but, a white person decides to call himself a <laughs> But, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like I I, I it's yeah it's funny because it's like I, I, it's you, after you don't get a role like that it's like was it did I do a shit audition or was it because I looked I looked a certain way or like I didn't fit the profile um, it's probably because I did the shit audition to be perfectly honest it's like and it's not like he's sitting there going hmm. He's a very busy man. He's got yeah. more important things yeah, to I do. Guess. Yeah. But like, yeah. Um, I mean, on the other hand, yeah, they are producing things in Canada. Like, are you ever gonna produce something now? Because like, you don't give a fuck about that. You just wanna like. I I, I would love to. I have to be better with money. <laughs> um, to to every producer's credit out there, you you, you need to have money uh, right, first of all, right, and, and right, you right. need to be able to invest it properly. Um, no, but I would I would love to do that. I would love to also be able to um, to direct. Uh, but my my passion is acting. I yeah, guess. but yeah. I think you'd suck as a director. Though. <laughs> you'd be like, no, this is what the fuck you're supposed to do. <laughs> I want you. <laughs> It's true. I, I don't have much patience. But I'm not a very good teacher. So I don't, I don't know. Be like, oh man, fuck off. I'm going to. Except, except you're directing yourself then. then. But that would be funny, though. It would be funny to see you argue. No, I, I don't think I could direct myself. I honestly don't think I could because I. Yeah. It's the same thing as doing self tapes. I, I have to get somebody else that I trust mm-hmm. their opinion to um to watch them mm. and because otherwise i'm like yeah that's really good it's like you're hamming it up you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. uh, how long have you been talking a while i think uh, okay. wow <laughs> okay. are okay. we breaking any records yeah 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure right. <laughs> okay i'm gonna round up um um, so yeah, we talked about the cookbook yeah. and, um, you know, I'm really grateful for pretty much everything you've done. Uh, Thank so you. thanks for actually spending some time. 
Uh, but like I'm writing something, of course I want you in it. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna send you that script, you know. And hopefully you say yes. Um, but <laughs> I will always read your scripts, and I but, will always be honest with you. So that is, you know what? That is that is actually the other thing because like there were lines you changed in Drown the Lovers, and it made sense to change that. Right. I right. hate when like like that's why I surround myself with people that are not afraid to tell me all that shit sucks. Like. Like once, like I can tell this person can't tell me my shit sucks. Right. Like I, like I find it difficult sharing shit with you. So that is always great. Like all my people, like I call them my Avengers. I'm like, okay, that shit sucks. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, it right. sucks. So it's always great to have that. And like, thanks because. It made the script better. It made the story better. That kisser then you guys came up with it. It wasn't in the book. It wasn't in the, it wasn't in the script. No. No, it wasn't in the script. I forgot about it. It wasn't in the script. And you guys were like it doesn't like these people have been on this fucking journey. Yeah. And they've like yeah. they have accepted their fate. This is kind of their like their last act of resistance. Mm-hmm. It was like it just man, man. That film is so fucking complete. I love it. I love it. I watch it at least once a week. Like, you know, when when I, when I apply for something, I don't get up. Like, you know what? I'm good. I watch that shit. Again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man, I'm just having fun. It's really fun to talk. What's that word again? To roof. Uh, Tarof. Tarof. Tarof, yeah. I'm gonna try that. But, like, man, I don't know how to say no. I just say yes. Because y'all say it. <laughs> it's gonna be so hard to say Well, no. that's the danger. That's the thing. It's like, especially if you get a person who doesn't do Tarof. Like, would you like this? No? All right. <laughs> oh, like, man. But I, but I really wanted it. <laughs> You're supposed to offer it again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Pasha, I'm having such a great time. Thank Me you too, so man. much for coming on the podcast and hang out. My pleasure. And uh, thank you for everything. And yeah, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, again, if you're curious about uh, getting a, a last minute gift, Africville in the Africville kitchen, um, it's going towards a great cause, uh, the scholarship fund. So yeah, I wish I wish there was a there was more good stuff I could I could share with you guys today, but. You know, I think that's uh, one important thing. It's really important. I can do. No. Thank you so much, Pasha. No, thank you, Israel. Really, thank you, and and thank you guys behind the scenes, as always, making us look good. Yeah, yeah. And sound good. Yeah, yeah. no, really, they do. Uh, I couldn't do anything without this guy, Justin John. They make me look amazing. I just sit down here like I know what I'm doing. I'm like, <laughs> fuck all. I don't. You and me both. <laughs> 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 thank you so much, Pasha. Thank you, Israel. Thank you.